the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is brought to you by Cloud Roofing and River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro, River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, a church that exists to help people find the real life they were created for. That's according to John 10.10. We're in the middle of a series called Under Construction with a new message called Shine Like the Stars. It's a study in the New Testament book of Philippians, picking up today in chapter 2, verses 12 through 18, if you happen to have a Bible nearby. The notes of this message are posted for you at their website, reallife.org. You click on the Sermon Archive link. Let's get right into the message. And this is Real Life Radio. We're going to continue our conversations from the book of Philippians. And I don't want us to forget what it is we're studying. The series is called Under Construction because we recognize God is doing a work in us and we are being transformed by His power working in us. The thing is, we have to recognize this was a letter that Paul wrote and he sent back to this church. And this letter, letters like this, would have been read in community. Groups maybe sometimes as large as this, maybe not, maybe much smaller. But it would have been read in community and you would be in, in a place where you were sitting with other worshipers and the letter was being read and you were receiving. Like, I'd be here with the Lebos. How you guys doing? Good to see you. You guys had a good week? You awesome awesome we catch up you know because they're family you know mason nicole i know them and we're in worship together and we're part of the same church family and and the letter would be read in such a way that it was a letter to the family they didn't have copies that they had at home on coffee tables that would collect dust or it would be family heirlooms in fact consider until the printing press nobody except for maybe the very elite and very rich, had a copy at all. It was all done in community. And then the letter would be read and the truth would be told and then people would go and they would discuss that. They would remember it. And there are parts of the letter that... Consider the Philippian church. Remember what we said. This is a group of people who... Most of them weren't Jewish. There were probably a few who had grown up in Judaism and who understood the history most were Asian, most Romans. Remember, we said how they colonized and there were lots of Romans, Roman influence in the city. So there would be certain things that would be said that a Jewish listener would go, oh my gosh, did you just hear that? And if, if you weren't Jewish, they'd have no concept. Of, well, yeah, so yeah, that's good. No, no, no. Do you know what he's talking about? And, and you'd almost have to stop. If the reader were, were Jewish, they would be able to to stop and go, oh my gosh, when Paul uses that language, he's referring to something. But if the reader wasn't, then somebody else said, oh my, do you realize what he's saying there? And we're going to look at one of those passages today where there's some language that it's strong and it's good, but if you understand the Hebrew culture, there's a richness to it. And, and there's a lesson there in how we interact with the word and with one another. They would have taken the word with them. They wouldn't have had an actual copy. They would literally become the reminders and the the encouragers of the word to one another because they'd hear the letter together. And then in their 
small group life in their meals together, in their life out in the community together. They would remind one another, oh, remember though. Remember what, what was read. Remember what God said through, through His servant Paul. Remember. And they would remind each other and they would encourage each other in the Word. This letter had a communal aspect to it that I honestly don't think, I, I do not believe we can experience the full life of the Word outside of this understanding, of walking it out together in community. And so I'm going to pick up in chapter 2 where we were, and there are, some, there are some phrases in this passage that would totally go over people's heads if they didn't understand the Jewish culture. And when we get to them, I'll, I'll stop and talk about them a little bit. Philippians 2, beginning at verse 12. Now remember last week we saw the secret to the unity of the body is the humility of Jesus and that incredible passage that describes Jesus. And his work and his life and his unbelievable humility. And Paul picks up in verse 12 and says, Therefore, in other words, he's transitioning, in a, because of what we just heard about Christ, because of this attitude that's in Christ, because of his amazing humility that's supposed to be in us. Therefore, dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it's god who works in you to will and act according to his good purpose now this idea of this there's one big instruction there and then a couple of commentaries as you've always obeyed okay the concept of obedience in other words continue by working out your salvation with fear and trembling why because it's god who works in you to will and act according to his good purposes so there's this instruction, work out your salvation. Now, it's very important that we understand. Does not say work for your salvation. Okay? Because that could be, that's one of those scriptures that, that you, you, if you take that the wrong way, you can totally undo a whole lot of Paul's teaching and theology in one sentence. He did not say work for your salvation. We understand we can't do that. It's by grace you're saved, through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And so that message was real clear. But what, then what's he saying here? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, understand, that command is placed between two bookends of observations. One is obedience, and the other is God's work in us. Okay, Obey, I want to suggest to you, is my part. Obedience is my part. God doing his work is his part. And what does it say his work is? His work is to will. He works in you to will dealing with my desires, and to act my actions according to his good purpose. My desires, my will, and my action, my works. God is working. And, and this is one of those things when I began studying this passage and, and unpacking that this, this thing of the will, because I'm a big believer in the power of motivation. Okay? I really am. I think... I think all kinds of people struggle and, and they're misjudged and all kinds of things because of motivations. They, the right motivation wasn't put there. And I think there's a big issue in parenting. You know, when, when we talk about, when we talk about people, I've, I've made the observation and, you know, I'm not saying I'm totally right on this thing, but I believe this is my bias at this point. I don't think there are lots of lazy people in the world. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. You don't know my brother-in-law, Sean, please, you know. I don't think there are lots of lazy people. I think there are lots of unmotivated people. Because I've seen some lazy, lazy people work extremely hard at not having a job. 
I mean, really, it'd be way easier just to get a job. I mean, you're taking the heart. You're working very hard. And I've seen some people very seriously. I've seen them. I've seen them work at things and invest their time and be meticulous. And, and it's a matter of motivation. As parents, we've walked through this with our kids, trying to help them discover the right kind of motivations. And our, our son, Ryan, is 14 years old, so he's just now coming out of that junior high age. He's a freshman in high school. And uh, that age, boy, can drive you crazy, drive my wife crazy. It's simple. Go clean your room. She has articulated what cleaning the room is. It's not unclear. She has cleaned the room as a demo, shown the room. That's a clean room. Okay? Clean your room. In there, hour and a half. Comes out, it's clean. You go in, it is exactly the same. One sock has been moved from this corner of the bed to that corner of the bed, which is, of course, where the socks go. On the corner of the bed. And you're like, oh my gosh. And Lori, you know, she's like, is this a, is this a boy thing? Were you like this? She's, is, does testosterone do something to your head to where, really, you just can't get it? The garbage cans. Really, the garbage isn't fully done, taken out till there's a bag. And I've said that phrase 100,000 times. I know I have. And it's not done until there's a bag in the garbage. I will continue to say that phrase. <laughs> Feed the dogs. It's a simple thing. The dogs, we got some cats. And why is the dog eating cat food? And why are the cats got kibble, you know? It's like, oh, my gosh. It's on the way out. <laughs> some people going, hey, that apple didn't fall far from the tree, did it? <laughs> Wait a minute. Some of the staff are like, that's familiar. I'm getting lost along the way. Ryan is a musician. He's a very gifted musician. And he's getting to that stage where he needs the tools. Some would call them toys. Those of us in the know know they are tools. And he has gotten an electric guitar and he's putting together what's called a pedal board. It is a series of effects. It looks not unlike this. This is one board, but it is a board where you will mount different pedals to give your guitar the effects that you want. And he wanted a pedal board, it, to, the, a nice pedal board to mount these different effects on. And it's really expensive. And he didn't have the money. So what he did, he goes on the internet, looks up, gets a list of materials, has me take him to Lowe's. He buys them. I was not involved. He's got the guys at Lowe's working the saw, cutting this to direct measure. They didn't cut it right the first time. He's, no, 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 no. It had, it had him fix it. He didn't buy regular plywood. He bought cabinet wood, birch, nice wood. He didn't buy regular paint. He bought rubberized paint to give the right feel and the whole thing. He bought the right kind of hardware. He goes home. He gets the tools. I didn't even know I had these tools. Where were these tools coming from all of a sudden? He gets the tools and he makes this thing in one evening. I mean, it's nice. I want one. I really want one. His next one is going to be for dad. I mean, he did the, the detail and it's done well. It's nice. It's like there's hope for our son. <laughs> there's also the idea of, wait a minute, is that our son? Have you taken our son? Where is he? We want to see him. And then the next morning we went out and the tools were still out. And we knew, oh, he's still here. Good, 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 good. <laughs> I've told Lori, if that's how it is growing up, finding the motivations. I said, with, with our kids, with, with people we work with, helping people discover the right motivation makes all the difference in the world in helping them all of a sudden achieve and grow. I, our kids will be fine. Parents, I say to you, help discipline, encourage, train and teach. But just know at the right time when they begin to follow God's will, 
All that stuff will come into, wait a minute, what did mom say? What did dad say? Because the motivation is there. Now they have a desire. And that's what's so exciting about this passage. This passage says that God will not only work in giving us the power to do what it is, but he will give us the desire to do what is right. And you are listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church, located at the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Redland Road, just inside Loop 1604. We'd like to take a moment to mention that today's program is made possible by our generous friends at Cloud Roofing and cloudroofing.com. If you'd like a free estimate on your roof for repair or replacement, their number is 210-366-9484. Make sure you thank them for having Real Life Radio on the air. And let's take a short break in this message called Shining Like the Stars with a study in the book of Philippians. By the way, in no relation to the Philippians, pray for Pastor Sean Azaro because at this very moment, he's in the Philippines on a missions trip to help train and encourage church leaders there on the ground. And you can find out how it's going with the up-to-minute updates on River City's Facebook page. And there's another exciting event coming up in just a couple of weeks. As women, one of the things we often struggle with is insecurity. How do we measure up to the expectations of others or even our own expectations? What about the constant barrage of media defining the perfect woman? Well, we at River City Community Church are joining with Beth Moore and Living Proof Ministries and saying so long insecurity. Hi, I'm Lori Azaro, and I'd like to invite you to a very special event called So Long in Security. This powerful one-day event is a national simulcast being hosted here in San Antonio at River City Community Church. Beth Moore is one of America's most renowned and esteemed Bible teachers. In her straight-talking yet loving style, Beth will strike a chord with women of all ages, showing them how to face their fears, rediscover their God-given dignity, and develop a new and stronger sense of self. Join us on Saturday, April 24th from 830 to 3 at River City Community Church, located one half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road in Jones Maltzberger. Tickets are available until April 19th, so please visit our website at reallife.org and register today. This is real life. Welcome back, and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church, teaching from the book of Philippians in this message called Shine Like the Stars. And this is Real Life Radio. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. I want to suggest a double meaning to that passage. If this were the only place this concept were taught in Scripture, I think I'd be out on a limb here a little bit. But a double meaning. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. We've understood that to mean He'll give you the things that are important to you, the things that are desires in your heart. What if there's a double meaning? And yes, He will give you the desires of heart, but first, He will literally give you the desires in your heart. I mean... Think about that for a minute. If he literally will begin to, by the power of his spirit and his presence in your life, shape and reshape your desires from maybe unhealthy ones to healthy ones. Proverbs eleven six says, The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the unfaithful are trapped by what? By evil desires. Can our redemption be not just from the penalty of sin, but from the motivations, the desires of sin. Romans 8, 5 says, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Paul in Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, so I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit. 
and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. Do you understand this, this tug of war, this wrestling match that's going on inside? There are desires of the flesh and those are desires that aren't healthy. But God doesn't just leave us to our desires and say, well, I understand, you know, if you screw up, I'll forgive you. Uh-uh. By the power of His Spirit, He says, I want to replace unhealthy, harmful, self-destructive desires with righteous desires. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. He's explaining what he said in another passage. Remember when Paul said, wretched man that I am. He describes, he says, the very things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. He's describing this tug of war of conflicting desires, the desires of the flesh, but the new desires that God is implanting in the life of a believer, those desires of the Spirit, that brought so much light to this passage in John 15, which used to frustrate me, because I believe in the Word, I believe it is true, but this passage was something that I hadn't necessarily found true. John 15, 7, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. And I knew, man, I asked for lots of things growing up from God. And often it was not so much. (laughs) Ask whatever you wish, whatever you desire. But the first part, I think, is where where the secret is. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. By abiding in his presence, by his word abiding in me, His spirit abiding in me. My desire begins to change. And as I begin to ask according to the desire that he has placed in me, righteous desires, healthy desires, life-giving desires, as I ask according to those desires, whatever I ask, it will be done. That's power. Here we see God giving me healthy desires. Spirit-filled desires. And then, as we discussed a few weeks ago, the power to walk out those desires and to act on those desires and to obey. The power to do whatever it is that he's placed as far as a desire. God illustrated this idea for me as a, a pastor a number of years ago when we were early in our days at, at River City as, as a church. We had a young couple who came to the church and they just through some relationships we met them and um they were really really worldly very very lost messed up drugs i mean all the stuff um and they were living together and living in sin but they both became followers of jesus they both gave their hearts to the lord and so we began to get them into the word we began to get them walking in community and listening to the lord's voice and being very careful to try to listen for the spirit because you know you can real easily okay you're saved now Fix everything. And just kind of overwhelms them with, oh, you got to fix this, 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 this. This issue of them sleeping together and living together outside of marriage, I think that's a big deal. And we at the church, in the church, this balance between, between grace and yet the, the reality that sin hurts people that God's lo- God loves. And we need to be very strong in our declaration that God hates sin. Because it kills those that he loves. 
And so we don't tolerate sin. We don't wink at sin. And yet we understand the power of grace. So there's this tension. And as the pastor or the leader, you're expected to kind of do something about it. And I was praying for this couple and saying, Lord, I need to talk to them about this lifestyle that I think will hurt them, is hurting them, and that is not your best for them. And as I prayed, I said, Lord, you you know, give me the opportunity. And I, you know, and I was making plans and I really felt the Lord in my spirit say, just wait. And, you know, I mean, that's a hard conversation to have. So I was like checking my heart and checking my motives. Is it just me wanting to put it off, wanting to avoid a tough conversation? And I examined my heart and I'm, no, I'm, I, I think this is for the best for them. And I, I care about them. So I'm willing to have this conversation. But I felt like the Holy Spirit said, just wait. Almost like I want to teach you something. And I promise you it was in two days. He drove up to my house and uh, got out of his truck. He had this whole work truck. He was a construction worker, got out. And he came up to me and, hey, Sean, just can you talk a few minutes? Sure, sure. He says, um, I don't know. Is, is it right for us to be like living together when we're not married? I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I might have some thoughts. I hadn't really given it much thought, but... <laughs> Now that you mention it, oh, really? I hadn't realized you guys were. Well, let's talk about that, you know. I mean, it was, it was, we had this great conversation. They actually did make a change. He moved out, lived with some family until they got married. And it was awesome. It was a neat, neat thing that God did. And what God was showing me is I am at work in people. You speak the truth. Be willing to have the hard conversations when that door opens up and when I nudge you to. But also understand You don't have to be always the watchdog running after people because I am faithful and I am working in people's desires. Here this young man had been given by the Holy Spirit in his life. He didn't know the word on it. He hadn't read the scripture. He didn't know what the scripture said. This man, this young man had no church Bible background. Everybody in his world lived that way. He didn't know to sit and think, wow, maybe that's like really bad. But all of a sudden, because of God's presence in his life, he began to have a desire for righteousness. And this thing, God, in his gracious way, brought up at the right time. And it was a life-giving experience and conversation. I have to tell you, that, that's really important to us because we sometimes have a very different priority set than God does. We see someone come to the Lord and we want to clean up the outside of the cup to use Jesus' illustration, to use his language. We want to clean up the outside because that's what we can see. And a Christian looks like this. And Jesus said, no, 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 you clean the inside up. And the outside will clean up. But you start on the inside. So sometimes the, the priorities and the order in which God would approach these things is different than ours. But it is amazing to know that God is working in the desires and the life of people to bring about his grace. You see... God's gift of grace is the want to and the can do. I receive it by saying will do. That's what that passage is telling us. My part is simply to obey, to say yes. God's part is to bring about the want to and the can do. Bring about the desire and the power to accomplish whatever it is he's put in our heart. God's gift of grace is the want to and the can do. I receive it by simply saying will do. It's interesting in verse 12, the order of that, because sometimes you do have to obey first. 
A lot of times God gives you a desire so strong you can't resist following him. I remember God's work just in my life when I was playing polo and I was enjoying that lifestyle. I was a Christian. I was loving Jesus. But all of a sudden, I literally, in this great life that was fun and enjoyable, I became very uncomfortable. I couldn't not make a change. You know know what I mean when I say that? I'm sitting there saying, if I can't be content and happy doing this, what possibly could I? But there was this thing in my spirit that began to say, no, I have to walk away because God has something different. And that's awesome when the Lord gives you the desire first. But sometimes the desire has to follow the obedience like it did in the order here in the scripture. Sometimes... You've got that sale that you really need to make. You need to finish your year out, year out strong. You need to close the sale. You need to close this account. And it would require me to uh, bend the truth just a little bit. And boy, I sure feel like getting that sale. I feel like closing this. All my competitors are lying. Why not me? And sometimes you just have to go, but the word says don't bear false witness. The word says speak the truth. And so I'm just going to do what the word says. And then after you obey you begin to see the fruit of blessing. You begin to see you, what has happened is you literally have, have disciplined yourself by simple obedience into the right place and you experience the desire and the grace from it. It happens both ways. The point is that God's part is the want to and the can do. My part is simply the will do. And we'll hear the conclusion to this message next week as you've been listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, where you're invited to visit. The church is located at the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Redland Road, just inside Loop 1604, with Sunday morning service times of 8, 9.30, and 11.15. And there's also a campus in New Braunfels that meets at 10.30. All the details and directions are at the website, reallife.org. And if you'd like to call the church, their number is 490 490- 5262. As Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church and made possible by Cloud Roofing and cloudroofing.com. We hope you join us next time for more Real Life. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.